morning. This is Good Melissa morning. Hale, Spencer, the editor of the Altamont Enterprise. And we have here today with us Ava DeSantis, who is 16 years old and is almost single-handedly, I think, putting together the first ever 5K for Earth Day on the rail trail. So welcome, Ava. Thank you. Tell us just a little about how you got to the point where you're doing this. Well, for a while, I've been wanting to start a charity venture. And about a year ago, I found the Mohawk Hudson Land Conservancy. And they're very local. They are on the same street as I am. And they do a lot of good work. And so I met with them and I talked to them about doing a venture where I would face paint at our local farmer's market and raise and money for them. this is in Delmar? The Delmar, in farmers, the Delmar market. farmer's Market, yeah. And so I contacted some people there, and I got a booth there, and I did it for the summer, and I raised over $600, and I was really successful. So, and Wait, I'm going to interrupt you here. <laughs> what is it like to use flesh as a canvas? I mean, what is it like to... Is it like just painting on... Are you an art person? Are you someone um, who does art? I'm pretty into art, yeah. Yeah, and like, does the person come and sit down and tell you what they want on their face, or do you kind well, of invent things when you look at the shape of their cheeks and The kids are heads? pretty creative. They usually tell me what they want. So, um, like, what are some of the things you painted on faces? Um, usually classic things like butterflies, rainbows, and stuff like that. But I've done Spider-Man and wolves and dogs and just anything the kids can come up with. And so a kid will sit down in a chair and say, make me Spider-Man. And you will just have to look at their face and see how to do that. Basically, oh, yes. Wow. Okay. And do you, like, as you're doing this, do you, like, chat with a person, or is it, like, concentration? Uh, I usually chat with them. The yeah. kids are really cute and really excited, and so it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Okay. So I interrupted you. So after you did this $600, is that what you said? Right? Yeah. So I did it every Saturday in the summer. How much per face? Uh, it was all by donations, because oh. I, I wanted to sort of mix community outreach with also fundraising. So I didn't want to, you know, charge people specific amounts of money. I wanted all the kids to be able to get their faces painted. But that's at least 600 faces, I would bet. Oh, uh, quite yeah. a few, yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, a lot of people donated more um, or less, but it was... It was great to see people coming and, and getting involved and then wanting to see if we were going to be there the next week. Um, and I got a few of my friends involved. One of my classmates at Don Stewart, um, I had her help me for a couple of the times. And then my old schoolmate from middle school helped me a few of the times as well. And so it was a good experience. And I loved working with the Conservancy. So this year, I went to a human rights symposium at the Teachers uh, Union. And they they host it every year. And there are really interesting speakers. And you get to have other teenagers who are interested in human rights and outreach and have them all come together and learn about different current events that are going on. And we heard from really really cool speakers. One was 
a Holocaust survivor, and um, one was a woman talking about sexual assault on college campuses. And so just a, a variety of topics that we were interested in. Okay, I'm going to interrupt you again. Um, tell me why, what led you to be interested in human rights at age 16? Oh, uh, um, well, my parents have instilled in me, you know, interest in the world around me and how it how it's working and I've always been interested in history and so and I've always had great history teachers so I think learning about the past and and observing the world around me has gotten me to notice what I think is wrong about what I see and how I can change that and in the past few years I've gotten more realization of how much change I can do without you know sitting and just thinking this is really bad you know what i can actually do about it so and you're taking gandhi's advice <laughs> change you want to see in the world tell us a little about your parents who they are that they've instilled this in you um well my mom is a my mom is a big influence for me in that department because she always has instilled in me to value my worth and my um, rights specifically as a woman but as a person and how I can instill change and how I can get involved in things I'm interested in and she definitely helped kickstart um, my love for art which helped me with the face painting venture um, and she helped me get into a show where art was being sold for to raise money for Planned Parenthood um, and so I got to sell a piece of art in that as well. So I definitely got a lot of inspiration from her. And my dad has helped me a lot throughout the way as well. Just talk. I always talk to my parents about um, current events and, and political situations that I'm learning about and observing. And, um, yeah. and do your politics largely agree with your parents? Do you have the same kind of philosophy on life? I'm remembering my own children in their teenage years and discovering <laughs> their their own politics. Or are you kind of simpatico as you? Um, relatively, yes. Um, I have a lot of political disagreements with my father about things that I think he has the wrong take take the same information and have the wrong interpretation of it or a different interpretation than me. But I think we all have similar basic principles and my mom agrees with me on most things, but a lot of things I think we give different weights to different issues. Um, you know, and so I think being a young person and social media, I'm learning a lot more about gender issues and um and issues about gender identity and sexuality than they have learned about um, because it just wasn't as much of common knowledge as it is now. Um, but I think environmentally, we all share similar um, beliefs and convictions. So this brings us back to your narrative, which I took you off down the path, <laughs> but thank you. That was just wonderful to hear a succinct description of how your parents have, have helped shape who you are. But you were saying you went to this human rights seminar forum and that's where I'm going to put you back on the road to okay. talking about um, I met at the end of the symposium we split up into groups about issues we were most passionate about um, so that we could 
come up with an idea for a project to make change in that area. Um, and even after all the things that we had, amazing things we had learned at Symposium, that was by far my favorite part. Um, it was hard to pick what field because there were so many great things like um, racial issues, gender issues, but I eventually landed on the environment. And so I was with a group of probably 10 other girls um, not that it was all girls, just coincidentally, mm -hmm. uh, 10 other girls who were also really interested in helping save the environment. And so we got to talking about a project that would help save the environment. And they've been helping me th completely throughout the way, um, doing outreach, advertising um, for the event that we came up with, which was the run. So how did you land on the run of all the possibilities <laughs> that there are? Well, we wanted something we could all work together on, and we wanted something that we could involve the community in as well, not just ask for money, but provide an experience, and we wanted something that would raise money for charities that we were interested in, and we wanted it to be outside, because... We're protecting the environment, not just because of global warming, which I think for me is the main reason we have to stop and think and look at our actions, because it's not going to work for very much longer, and it's not working already in a lot of areas, but because the environment is something that we should appreciate, and so I wanted, and we all wanted, to give ourselves and the community an opportunity to work to help protect the environment while being amidst it and, and realizing that we ha can't let this go. But you chose an athletic event. Are you athletes, runners, any of you? Um, some of us are runners. I'm not a runner. Um, I was a swimmer for nine years, um, and I think that athletics just bring people together in a, in a way that a lot of other things don't. Um, yes, just in my lifetime, 5K races have become real community mm -hmm. events, and that, that's a new phenomenon, and I think yeah. it's wonderful. So tell us about the race itself, both how you're organizing for it and what the day will be like if everything comes together the way you want. Well, we're organizing for it by reaching out to a lot of local and larger companies as well to get donations to logistical things to make the run happen so we need water we need um baked goods or we want baked goods so water um, you mean like bottled yeah water okay. fruit um we want those you know people to be able to have that when they're Actually, there though bottled water you probably don't want bottled we water. have big things of it and <laughs> yes, paper cups i know with the boston marathon i went to college at wellesley and it was the halfway point right by misery hill mm -hmm. and we lined the road there and we'd hand out you know in little paper cups yeah. water and little slices of oranges so yeah they, yeah we have big things of water and then we're gonna have um smaller paper cups that we can pour yeah. them into as well. So I reached out to Hannaford and ShopRite, and I talked to some people there, and I got donations from them, so they are sponsoring the event. And I also got donations from a local T-shirt company that I was able to have them donate 25 shirts for the first 25 people that register for the run so that they can get a free T-shirt as well. Um, and have you designed something to put on the T-shirt? Yes, it's just going to be the logo for the company in white, and then it's going to be a yellow T-shirt with Environmental Awareness 5K on the back, 2018. 
Um, and th other than that, uh, we worked with the county um, to get to be able to use the rail trail. And, you know, there are legal issues with a run. Um, and we all had to come together and work, you know, together as well to come up with a poster um, that we liked and to come up with, you know, when we wanted the run to start and, you know, what kind of experience we wanted it to be. Um, I also work with Leah at um, Moal Hudson Land Conservancy. She's been extremely helpful both in my face painting venture and in this, and she's carried half the burden at least, um, making sure all the logistical things work and making sure I know that what is what has to be done to make it work because I've never done a run before. Um, are you the point person? Or are you the one that would go and say, contact the t-shirt maker or contact yeah. the... And how, how does that go? I mean, are they surprised <laughs> to see a 16-year-old? A, <laughs> a lot of people are, but yeah. I've gotten used to that. And I think that Del Mar is a pretty nice community. And so surprise is usually followed by excitement instead of doubt. Um, and so the community has been really supportive in helping me be able to do this because I don't have the financial means as a 16-year-old to do it on my own without, you know, local companies pitching in. Um, and as for the run, the experience of the run itself, I want it to be a community experience where people show up and you know they're involved they're stretching they're getting ready for the run you show up at eight to sign in and if and register if you didn't do so already although I would recommend registering early because you can get the t-shirt um and you'd show up then you're stretching and you can talk to the other people that come and it could be a really a huge range of people and I think I talked about this um, with the Conservancy specifically so they would know what I was aiming for. But I want it to not just be people like me and like my fellow students who are organizing it that, you know, really already see where they want, you know, things to go with the environment. I want people who just came there to run and who might pick up some things about the environment as they go, you know, and talk to some other people that are completely different from them, different ages and different athletic abilities and different levels of political awareness, all to just be see that this is, you know, all something that we can do together and, and enjoy the environment. Run as one. <laughs> so um, how many people are you hoping to attract to this? Um... Honestly, as many as we can. Yeah. Um, it's We're keeping it pretty small scale with... Um, it's not going to be super official. There will be a timer, um, but it's not going to be super official with that. But we are hoping that we will bring out a pretty significant amount of the community. And is, are there entry fees that are earmarked to be spent on something for the Conservancy, or how uh, does that work? There is a $15 entry fee. All of the money will be going to Conservancy, and I have not specifically told them what they should spend it on, but I've looked at their financial statements as I would any any uh, 
charity before I donated money um, to make sure that it's not going to the wrong place. You know, there have been some some issues with places like the Red Cross and things like that, and they don't do that there. And so all of the money will be going to something that is a very good cause, and they, you know... And they've shown that, you know, with the amount of money they receive from a pretty small community, they've already been able to conserve over 5,000 acres of land in five, you know, um, counties. And so I think that's proof of the money is going to a good cause and it's being well spent. Yes, we've had Mark King on the podcast. Mm -hmm. It's pretty impressive what they've done. So is this, is there any idea at the Conservancy to make this an annual event or is this just going to be, Ava did this once (laughs) and (laughs) that's enough? I really don't know. Um, I would, I definitely am going to continue working with the Conservancy. I already am scheduled to face paint again uh, this summer and I will have to see. Um, It's a lot of legal work so I would have to work that out with the county um but I will definitely me working with the conservancy is is a is a forever thing um I don't know if the run will be an annual thing or not but I would suggest that everyone comes out for this year because this is such an important year with the environment and everything that's happening I don't want to get specifically into politics but with the current administration there are worries about um, and not just with the current administration, really with every ruler on the face of the planet. There are issues that we're not taking this seriously enough. So I think right now is the time to start coming out for these events. So it's less of an athletic event than it, what I'm hearing is almost in in the kind of mood of the protest marches. It's like drawing attention to the environment more than Yeah, I I would like it to be both, but I think more so that um, is what I can speak for. But I hope people come out with the other attitude as well. So tell us a little about the rest of your life. I'm particularly interested in your school. You're a student at Doan Stewart. And I remember way back when it was a merger of Kenwood, right? And St. Agnes. Agnes, a Catholic and an mm-hmm. Episcopal school. But what what is it now? I know you've... Um, now it's an interfaith school, and I it's very accepting. I'm an atheist. Um, and so they don't... They're, I, it's a great school. I love Don Stewart. And I think that they and the teachers specifically have really given me the understanding of the world around me that it takes to want to make a change um and so i think that it's a really it's a really good school and i would i would recommend anyone that wants to go there to how long have you been a student there i've been a student there since high school um i went to parker school originally for all through eighth grade and then it ended and so we were looking for another school to go to and we found on stewart and it was great but it was nothing that it wasn't as good it didn't look as good as it has turned out to be it's turned out to be to be really more than i could have hoped for that's great to feel that way about your school mm-hmm. so you're somebody who loves going to school yes and do you have particular subjects that you like or teachers that you like or um, things that you're pursuing other than your environmental passion and um, well my favorite subject is definitely history um 
and I've had nothing but great history teachers at my school. I had Miss Sagand in freshman year, and then Mr. Russell in sophomore year, and now Mr. Wheaton, and um, and they've all been great. And I really have loved learning about how the world, how our world today, and the issues that face us came to be. And I also really enjoy. Well, I, I would say his, my love for history really outstrips any of my other subjects, but I do take other classes, um, electives like economics and international studies and justice that I really enjoy as well. Tell us a bit about being an atheist. Do you announce that forthright? Is that something you came to yourself, or is that something you were raised with? Well, um, so- my parents have never really talked about, never really, none of my parents are religious. So um, I think there's been a certain understanding uh, that I was raised with that, in our opinion, there, God does not exist. But there's, they never said outright, and they never really forced any opinions on me. And I think learning science and learning history and... Um, that's just the opinion I've come to, but I respect other people's religion. And going to an interfaith school where a lot of people are religious, I think, has helped me um, form my opinions in a way that's not overbearing or or forceful so much as this is my belief, but I understand the reasoning for other beliefs as well, and I respect that other people make their own decisions as well. And do you ever feel like you become a target for people trying to convince you of the worth of their own religion? Or that doesn't... Oh, so it's a very respectful school. It's a very respectful school. Um, None of the classes are taught in a religious manner. We do have religion classes where we learn about religions and what they believe, but we only teach science as fact. We don't teach religion as fact. And none of my friends who are religious... um, are in a manner that would try and convince me of their opinions. It's more of this is what I believe and this is what you believe, and and I can respect that and you can respect this. Wonderful. So when you look to your future, I can't imagine all the possibilities that are out there, but have you thought of what path you might take? Well, I definitely want to be a lawyer, but I have a particular interest in environmental law, and I haven't completely settled on that, but I'm 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 going to be taking environmental science and classes and figuring out how I like that. But I think that I definitely want to get into that a little bit and be able to really do some hands-on work to change the the system that is allowing for these environmental problems to happen. Yes, environmental law, you're either very, very poor and hardworking taking <laughs> the companies or you're working for one of the companies. Yeah, so what makes you be the so sure that you want to be a lawyer? Um, well, I do mock trial. Um, I'm the captain of my school's mock trial team, and I've always loved doing it, and it's really cool to be able to you know, be the voice for people that can't necessarily just have their own voice without giving you giving them that platform and it's really cool to be able to look at the facts and come up with the way that they can be presented to help your argument and your case not to get 
super technical, but, and I've also, um, I wasn't sure exactly, um, where to focus. So I did an internship shadowing a judge, um, Judge Hartman at the Supreme Court. And that was really interesting. And that was the point where I was, I was sure that I wanted to be a lawyer because she does really great work. And it's really cool to see how the justice system is running and, and in our community. So for how long did you shadow her? And what, what did that consist of doing? You would sit in her courtroom and listen to the cases? or Oh, even more than that. I, will, I shadowed her last summer um, once a week all summer, sometimes twice a week. And I got to hear her deliberate about the cases um, and try and, you know, her and her clerk come up with, you know, reasoning for both sides and try and understand what they'd heard. I got to hear the lawyers present their arguments and then I got to hear her reactions later. Um, And I got to work on, because this was of particular interest to me, although it wasn't the focus of the internship, I got to, because I'm I'm very passionate about gun control. I got to work on reviewing gun permit applications um, for both, you know, basic permits and concealed carries. And so that was really interesting to be able to see um, in New York State specifically, which has one of the stricter gun control laws, um, to be able to see how that plays out and how people, what sort of hoops people have to jump through to get a gun. Um, And... So doing all those things and then being some days I would go off and listen to other judges um, cases and I met met a lot of attorneys and clerks and judges. It was just a really, really cool, really valuable experience. It sounds like it. It sounds wonderful. And I actually, sorry to interrupt, I actually have Dawn Stewart to thank for that because uh, she is a parent of a student at Dawn Stewart and she had helped out with our mock trial team once and that's how I got in contact with her. So I I really do have Dawn Stewart to thank for that. And what makes you so passionate about gun control? Where did that come from? Being, for me, being a student um, and seeing how and and I really value the education that I'm receiving and I appreciate that not everyone has the opportunity to get that education but in this country where we do have the opportunity to get an education um and not everyone has the opportunity to go to a small private school but everyone has the opportunity to an education for that to be taken away um in what's in the shootings that have happened also that people can own automatic weapons is is absurd to me and i'm not going to get into the technicalities of why i think gun control is the answer to stopping those shootings and other gun violence if it was last summer this predated the parkland shooting when it kind of galvanized the nation to you know look at the school shootings as a separate entity so you were kind of ahead of the curve with that if you were right well i've seen other gun violence as well that i've seen um but now, I think I before then, I think it was actually valuable that I wasn't as passionate about gun control when I had the internship. Um, I'm passionate about it now, but I looked at those applications with an open mind because I didn't have the strong feelings that I have about gun control now. So having that information that I had obtained with an open mind and now looking at it with 
these are the issues that I'm seeing and I think we need to fix them is more valuable. So I, I didn't have as strong of an opinion back then, but now I have that, that, that unbiased information and the opinion. And I think that's the, that's the match. And with your goal to be a lawyer and being on this mock trial team, because you seem like a person that has very deep seated, deep-rooted passions, as you are well aware, the legal system in our country depends on having both sides um, spoken about convincingly. Are you someone that thinks you'd be able to, you know, argue on either side of a case as part of a... I think I could, because I think I see the merit in everyone being able to have their voice, and I think... Looking at a case from the outside, we really can't see the merit in each side. It might It's often presented as one being ludicrous and one being not. But having seen a number of cases played out in the courtroom, there is merit to both sides. And luckily for me, though, if I were to be an environmental lawyer, there are certain lines I would not cross and I wouldn't attempt to cross. You know, I would never work for what I see as, you know, the enemy of an oil company or such, I wouldn't, I wouldn't cross that line. Um, career enhancing or not, I, I couldn't do that. It's good you know yourself <laughs> so well. I'm so sorry, but our time is ending. Do you have any conclu- concluding thoughts that you'd like to share with our listeners about your work, about the 5K, anything that we haven't touched on that you think is really important? Um, well, I want to thank you for having me. And I also want to thank uh, Mohawk Hudson for being so supportive in this endeavor and helping me run this, even though there, I'm sure there are people more experienced, they could have do something like this. Um, and I want to encourage everyone to come out for the run because it really is going to be a great experience. And I think it'll be great for the community. And it's a great thing to show your support of. Thank you, Ava.